This week we read The Sea of Monsters. Chapter 14, We Meet the Sheep of Doom. So how basic of a device can we get to run these sheep? Churros are dead. Oh, fuck, my mic's hot. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to Sheep Expo 2023. It's me, your expert in a dying field, old CW here, surveying the finest of the latest offerings in sheep technology and uh, economics, surprisingly. I think we've got the Mitchell's Hoof Hardener booth over there. Joining me here today are my correspondents, Isaac. Hello, my name is Isaac McNeely. I am your... Uh Knitting Needle Emporium correspondent. And up this way we have... It's me, William, expert in no fields and therefore master of all. Um, well, how could you be an expert in a field? You can't even see that you're standing in one. You're so tall. Ex- experts, outstanding experts in their field, yes. Um, <laughs> Look down and you just think you're in like a golden shag rug. Deciding which knife I'm going to kill you with. Um, I vote for flensing! Anyway, uh, yes, welcome back, everyone, to Sheep Expo 23. Uh, One day, I will not spring the intro format on my co-hosts, but you know what? I like to keep them on their toes. Don't like them to get too comfortable. One of these days, I'm just going to know you. (laughs) I'm just going to refuse to yes and. Well, welcome back to the Jackson 2, the only Percy Jackson reread podcast live from Sheep Expo 23. We're doing this thing. Who remembers what we did last time? There were sirens. Okay. And they were not as charming as presented in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? No. They were horrible uh, feathered harridans with shape-shifting faces. Good word. I, I am a fan of the word. Don't get to That's use it word, often. Yeah. William, did did you know that one of the uh, one of the sirens in Oh Brother Where Art Thou was on Voyager? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Of course you did. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> they uh, encounter the island of the sirens, which sing your deepest, darkest desire, one that mm-hmm. maybe even you don't don't know what it is, and yeah. pull just it, an island pull, of women it, singing mysteriously about bottomless pasta bars. Yes, um, and uh, pulling once again from the classics, Annabeth pulls an Odysseus and has yep. PJ stuff up his ears with wax while he lashes her to the mast. Mm-hmm. Uh, only he forgot to take her knife away, so she escapes, uh, and he has to pull some crazy water bending stuff through a minefield to keep her from dying. Uh, it's pretty cool. actually pretty cool. Yep, it's pretty cool, but we're not. Uh, Good at recaps here in the Jackson Two video game breathing um, bubble that was pretty cool and uh, yeah, yeah that was great. I think you're doing a real good job William yeah yeah you got those are the details um, you got the cool stuff yeah and we find that Annabeth's deepest darkest desire is to have her family be a functional family uh, which yeah. is uh, not funny that because was, it's just sad yep. that was rough um, yeah it's kind of like how Hercules like. All, all the other main Disney characters, like, oh, to be a prince, oh, king of Pride Rock, oh, all this. And, like, Hercules is just, I would like friends if possible. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I would like one parentheses, one homie. Uh, uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, real rough. And uh, But we don't have time for that emotional trauma. We have to nope. go to the next emotional trauma on Monster Island. Yep. We have come to the place. Which is inhabited by a fast-talking, goofy comedian from the 90s who got a lot of work playing, uh, like, off-the-wall characters who annoyed the main female protagonist's dad when he brought them home. And eventually, there was one where he was in the army, which was pretty good. Uh, what was his name? Oh, yeah, uh, Polyphemus Shore. Uh... <laughs> I reject you. I wondered why you were talking about Grover already. 
Sunday Law is legitimately a really good movie. <laughs> I believe that you believe it. Um, yeah, that's fair. It's 90s it's good. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Exactly. I would not yeah. recommend In the Army now. Um, for Andy Dick reasons. Yeah, uh, ugh. But then again, he was also in Voyager, wasn't he? Yeah, he oh yeah, he was, wasn't he? That's right. He was the, the f- other uh, emergency medical hologram. What the fuck was Voyager? <laughs> sometimes Voyager was everything. They cameo central, baby. They re- it really was, dude. They just they drew every available that guy available at a given time. So Law and Order had nothing to work with. <laughs> doink, doink. Did you know that the King of Jordan has a cameo in Voyager? The ki- the king the king of the king of Jordan. Yes, cool. the nation of Jordan. Click define the nation of Jordan the, has a king. Okay, he had a cameo in Star Trek Voyager because he loves Star Trek. Who is he? Uh, he he's just a random unnamed crewman who walks up the halls and uh, waves hello to Janeway. Like, oh, right on. That's the way to do it. I think. But, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, like he, not be a named character. Just he, he yeah. just politely asked, "Hey, Paramount, I'm a real big fan of your show. Can I just have like a walk-on role?" And huh. because he's the king of a nation, we have cl- we we have a close allyship with. They said, right. "Sure, why not?" What a class act! That's the way you do it. Not uh, no Margaret Thatcher writing herself into her own fanfic of yes, Prime Minister. <laughs> Margaret and then Thatcher making the cast toy. come perform it, perform it further. <laughs> of course she did. Uh. Yeah. Huh, how fun. Sorry, well, I got confused because I didn't know if King of Jordan was a show, and then I realized I no. was conflating King of Queens and, uh, and, and Queen of Jordan, the fictional reality show from 30 Rock. <laughs> I mean, both of those, that is a very funny conflagration of things what the broken brain gets you it's one of those things where it's like i think that is the craziest like star trek factoid i have that's pretty wild <clears throat> yeah yeah also wild oh. it's monster island bitches yes mm-hmm. and it is gorgeous it's very pretty mm-hmm. um, real pretty except there is a yeah. rope bridge yeah, across the like... chasm which is basically a sign that says something evil lives here i don't know why that's not a good sign also, come on. Right? Sign that says something evil lives here. Come on, part Percy. It's not Mar-a-Lago. Hey, hey. <laughs> Commentary. <laughs> also, just... Th- there's no positive connotation to the word chasm. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. If you're, if you're <laughs> using the word chasm, you're just like... This is a place you go to die. Yeah, you don't see a cheery chasm a lot. Uh, Isaac and my other my other Stormlight Archive homies will twig this. There's a, you don't hear about like chasm buddies, do ya? It's not yeah. like chasm. Uh, what is it? Chasm puppies? No, it's chasm, chasm fiends. fiends. <laughs> yeah, the giantest of crabs. They're so fucking cool. Exactly. Are those things? Do I recall correctly? Do those become thunderclasts eventually? I have no idea. Yes. I haven't read that far. William, did you say yeah? Yes, because I just thought I'd throw a wrench in the conversation as someone who hasn't. Oh, I was going to say, if you've read these books, we need to. Okay, anyway. (laughs) We need to start another podcast, stat. God, this place sounds paradisical (laughs) as fuck, is what's up. And they can feel the power of the fleece as soon as they set foot on sand. Yes, and to the point where Percy actually feels bad for a second for having to take the fleece away from this place that is. It is clearly doing a great bit of good, but then he remembers, oh yeah, everything I know will die without it. Yeah. Exactly. Fuck this place. Yeah, I, I liked that too, actually. It was a moment of touching ecological conscience, which, yeah. um, I mean, if we, wa- if we want to read into it, and <laughs> guys, I've listened to our show. I think we want to read into it. Yep. Uh, you know, it, in the last... That's a strong we. In the... <laughs> the royal we baby uh in the last few chapters we we have seen his powers and his you know relationship with his element his kingdom his domain Mm -hmm. the sea we've seen that relationship strengthen and it would make sense that he's more concerned and more connected to the natural world that kind of makes sense but yeah isaac will allow it i mean it's also just like this real pretty on this day 
Yeah, no, that's it, it, that that makes somewhat sense. Um, yeah. yeah, he he also just doesn't want to doesn't want to kill a beautiful thing for his own end. If only more people thought that way, and if only we too had sheep the size of hippos, yeah, which buddy. is terrifying in and of itself. Want to hug him? But then a deer ambles into the meadow, and they immediately skeletonize it. <laughs> yep. Just uh-huh. just devoured just, in a cartoon cloud of wool and hooves. You just just awful. Just bar-ram you down to the bone. It's amazing. <laughs> just, just awful, awful. Good for them. No, no. Uh, well, awful. No, they don't even leave yeah, the awful, awful. William. It's just bone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he tasks me. Uh huh. I'm a trial and a tribulation. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, they're in the mood for venison, they chomp, chomp, chomp down on that deer, and they realize, oh no, it's an adorable security system built in that must also honestly be pretty hard to maintain on, the on like, the food chain this island could have, but still. I mean, we're not sure <laughs> no, how big the island is, I guess, but, meh. That's true, and maybe they're omnivorous, like, they could also eat grass and stuff. Probably. And maybe monsters and shit just kind of amble up out of the water sometimes. That's a point. I mean, maybe they're just magical things that eat whatever they see. Also that. Uh, That's true. Well, I like Isaac's idea, because, like, we haven't seen much in the way of monstrous presence or action for this supposed sea of monsters. And I'm not dinging Uncle Rick for this. I'm just saying I've been obsessed with We see the fins. Yeah, there's fins and stuff popping up, but... Yeah, there's, like, the occasional fin, but, like, they were underwater. I wanted to see fucking Sahagin and Deep Ones down there and shit. I wanted to see, like, Megalodons going by. and Yeah, um, but none of those are Greek. Well, we, we don't know about the Sahagins and the Deep Ones. They would predate the, the, the Greek culture. Isaac? Yeah, I, no, I was just going to no, say... No, those, need... those were invented by non-Greeks, so, you know. Isaac? I mean, mostly we just need to keep the story short enough to... Keep a young reader's attention. Bah. Like, what? Well, listen, if we if we could only have room to keep the young reader's attention or give Casey all the monsters he wants, I don't think I can be blamed for knowing which side of that argument I'm on. That is true. Uh, More monsters is always better. Yes. Thank you. Okay, but uh, the other lifeboat from the Birmingham is there. Uh, they assume this mean Clarice lives. I, I think it's safe in assuming it's Clarice because every other person on the Birmingham was already dead. So, yes. I mean, except for Tyson, um, but he was in the exploding room. So. Who? But that, nah. That's the thing. Yeah, that guy's not here anymore. Yeah, Percy's a little hopeful that Tyson might have survived, but uh, not much evidence to that. Nah. It's the Spock in the reactor room. That movie would have... Yeah. It's too early to bring him back, because that movie would have been infinitely cheapened if he came back in the same movie. True. Pointed stare. Speaking of things I'm mad about, mad at J.J. Abrams about... Uh, Yo! Anyway. So, they park uh, the Queen Anne's Revenge, and once again, PJ talks Annabeth out of using her one cool magic item... <laughs> Uh, to yeah. sneak past the sheep. I want to be the rogue, but I can't back you up. Yeah, he Yo. does give a bit more of a uh, justification on it, where if something were to go wrong, he would be f- far too far away to help her. Yeah. So It's also hard know. to help a person who's invisible, I would have to imagine. Very true. Yeah, it's like, you, 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 your, your tank and your DPS have to have a certain, like proximity to each other to be helpful yeah there's, there's got to be a synergy going there what do they decide to do instead of letting annabeth use her one cool idea thing instead of having to uh cross the threshold of the uh terrible sheeps they take the boat around to the back side of the island to the cliffs of insanity <laughs> yo shit pretty much <laughs> It's true, <laughs> uh, which turned out to be surprisingly close. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> we only came close to dying six or seven times, which I thought was pretty good. Once I lost my grip and I found myself dangling by one hand from a ledge 50 feet above the rocky surf, but I found another handhold and kept climbing. A minute later, Annabeth hit a slippery patch of moss, and her foot slipped. Fortunately, she found something else to put it against. Unfortunately, that something was my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very well, good. It's pretty, 
pretty excellent pretty writing. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very. Rick, every once in a while, he just he just cuts loose, <laughs> just cracks open like a uh, a monster mango loco or something, whatever it's called. One of those uh, fancy flavored favored boys, and just goes to town. Yep. I I hate energy drinks. They, yeah, me too. They all just taste so vile. Yeah, not a fan. I'll just stick with good old wholesome diet Coke, he said, dying. I just get the old two-liter bottle of Mountain Dew. Uh, wow! So just like straight gasoline, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't do as much of it no, as as I used to, but you know. <laughs> Can't do the dew. You're a hybrid now, baby. So, so wait, what do you do after the two liters of Mount? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mildly feel like I've contracted heart palpitations, but you know. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> you know, I was around someone who had heart palpitations, and I think I caught it. Yeah. So they finally reach the top of the cliffs. Uh, they're mountain climbing successful. Presumably they find a save point, uh, you know, use. Uh, they probably don't need to use, like, a tent or a whole team healing item, but just, like, a couple of potions and maybe an ether or two. Uh, they do find Clarice suspended over a burbling pot. Trouble is a bubbling in the brew. Clarice is challenging Polyphemus to fight her. Give me back my sword and I'll fight ya. She has no fl- fight or flight response. She just fight. Yeah. I was going to say, it's no, she amazing. has a, she, yeah, she, she has a fight response. That's it. That's all she's got. She has a lot of little dog syndrome, yes. <laughs> Except yeah, she's she also really the... She has little dog syndrome, but she's also, like, described as the, one of the biggest kids in camp, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. The winning combination. Uh, Polyphemus, for his part, is debating whether to devour Clarice now or wait until the wedding feast. And I just gotta say, like, look, I'm not, I'm not saying Polyphemus should have been married before. I'm not saying he should know this, but, like, that's a real rookie move. You, you gotta eat before the wedding, because you're gonna be on your feet all fucking day. Am I right, Isaac? I mean, it depends on how many people you got at the, uh, reception, because, like... That's you know, true. You're gonna if you got a bunch of them, you're gonna be talking to everybody. You're not gonna have time to eat anything, and then by the time all is nope. said done, you are off to the hotel room with a plate full of cheese balls because that's what was left. Um. <laughs> uh huh. If you're lucky, maybe maybe some of that bacon wrapped shrimp. Mm, yeah. uh, or as as the case may be, you uh, stop by Olive Garden on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, you gotta you gotta eat first, Polyphemus. Yep. But uh, Clarice ruins the, uh, their dinner plans uh, by tipping that Grover ruins everything. Uh... Ruins everything. <laughs> that Grover is is not as female and cyclopean as Polyphemus may have been led to believe. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, we. Uh... Get an amazing uh, description of Polyphemus, though. That is true. Um, he has his wedding outfit, and it is adorable. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Isaac, hit it. <clears throat> his wedding outfit, a crude kilt and shoulder wrap, stitched together from baby blue tuxedos, as if he'd skinned an entire wedding party. Amazing. Mwah, chef's kiss. Love it. Um, That's fucking perfect. <laughs> I once worked, uh, when I was still in reality television, I worked on a show called Batch Weekend, uh, which was about a company called Batch Weekend who arranged uh, bachelor and bachelorette parties Mm. uh, and just the ways in which they went horribly wrong and horribly right. And I gotta say, after, after my experience on that show and reading Entire Wedding Party Skinned Alive... I don't know if that went incredibly wrong or incredibly right, but I'm sure Polyphemus yeah. has memories that'll last forever. <laughs> Phenomenal. He made a shoulder wrap. He made it a formal kilt out of baby blue tuxedos. Guys, I'm sorry. Like, I know my Polyphemus's secretly wholesome theory did not go over well, but I'm just seeing the evidence stack up higher and higher. Hey, you can be a horrible monster and also very charming. That's true. Allegedly. Politics. The movies say, tell me. You can be a horrible monster and also a good husband. You know, it's uh, it's what I try to aim for anyway. Right? Same. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take it, Isaac. So, yeah, Clarice is uh, thinking she's going to get her revenge on Grover for not saving her by shouting that, yes, that is a satyr, Grover, in the wedding dress. No, I think she's just yeah. stupid. I mean, tomato, potato. 
I, I mean, I, I got that too, that she was just, now, William, I, I want to I wanna step that back. I, I would not apply the word stupid to this situation because of what I'm about to say. I thought she was just kind of being a William about it. <laughs> like she was just correcting <laughs> uh, like a factual inaccuracy she saw in the world around her. Valid. I mean, possible, but you know. Uh, ain't no sin to be a William. But uh, this part I, I really, really love. Polyphemus breathed heavily, trying to contain his anger. I don't see very well, he growled. Not since many years ago when the other hero stabbed me in the eye. But you're no Lady Cyclops. <laughs> and I, I just really love that because it's just, first of all, I love the air of, now I may just be a simple Caribbean Cyclops. <laughs> you know, like. I'm a, just a simple country hyper chicken. Exactly, Bacaw, etc. Um, I, I love that aspect, but I also love the idea that like he he seems genuinely kind of hurt about it he a is, little bit. Yeah. Like you misrepresented yourself, <laughs> you know? <laughs> How dare, How dare you? Dare you? <laughs> <laughs> you should have just told me what you were and let me kill you to begin with. <laughs> right? This is entirely um, rude. In yeah, <laughs> and- exactly. It's just. Impugn his honor. And we get to a part, my favorite part of the thing. Uh, Hit me. uh, Polyphemus takes off, rips off Grover's wedding dress to reveal his uh, beshirted and uh, jeansed self underneath and makes ready to eat him. Uh And Grover just goes full Bugs Bunny on it. (laughs) He really does. It's great. He makes like a ninja turtle. Stop, Grover pleaded. Don't eat me raw. I have a good recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. The Ninja Turtle was because it mentions him, like, ducking down. And I just pictured him, like, into his (laughs) t-shirt. Like, his his shirt. Yeah. That's what I pictured. Yeah. Yeah. But no, he exactly, that's that's literal Bugs Bunnying. Is the, like, it would be a crime to eat me uncooked. You don't want to eat me raw. You'll get E. coli and botulism and all sorts of horrible things. I'll taste much better. I'll taste much better grilled over a slow fire with mango chutney. You could go Uh get some mangoes right now down there in the woods. I'll just wait here. (laughs) Go on. Go ahead. It's fine. Place is silly with them. Yeah. Brer rabbit Um, nonsense. I I really liked just like, and I want to be perfectly clear. I had not thought about this ahead of time. I was not hoping or expecting that Grover would be, like, in a state of undress beneath the dress or anything. Especially because being a satyr, I don't know what a state of undress would entail for Grover. But it did... I was not expecting him to be fully dressed. (laughs) That is very silly and very good. (laughs) Thank you! Yeah, when he just tears the dress off and it's just... Under his wedding dress. Regular outfit underneath. Surprise! It was me, Grover, all along! (laughs) A little Scooby-Doo. Yeah, very Scooby-Doo. And also, like, dude, you you grabbed the dress and put it on, like, and then fooled him, and then you didn't take it off in the, like, weeks that you've been here? Right? What was the point? Yeah, what's going on there? It was just very Team Rocket. It made me happy. <laughs> yes. um, but yes, Polyphemus agrees uh, that Mango Chutney does sound pretty good. He is nothing if not flexible. Uh, and <laughs> and Clarice, uh, who, as we have learned, is not flexible, um, insults her way into a marriage proposal. <laughs> yeah. Or marriage declaration, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I'm <laughs> untie me so I can. I'm a girl, the daughter of Ares. Now untie me so I can rip your arms off. Rip my arms yep. off. He's into it. And stuff them down your throat. You got spunk. Let me down. <laughs> Great. Have to graze sheep now. Wedding uh, postponed till tonight. Then we'll eat Seder for the main course. But 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 you're still getting married. Who's the bride? Polyphemus looked towards the boiling pot. Clarice made a strangled sound. Oh no, you can't be serious. I'm not. <laughs> oh, no, but you are. them up, chucks them in the cave, and says, make yourselves comfortable. Gonna I'm gonna go, gonna go graze my sheep. Yep. Belt Buster, yep. Tammany, and Lockhart. That's very oh, good. Oh, just the, yeah, the, the whole cartooniness of the scene is very good. And I... 
Yeah, th- th- this is a super Looney Tunes ass <laughs> scene. Like, yep. I have a theory. Uh, yeah. My my favorite character in any like media franchise or me- whatever it is is always the one who is um, like most tenuously abiding that world's rules. Uh, <laughs> the the one who is like kind yeah, don't of say. another another version of that reality and can't really gr- good examples of this are uh dale gribble um fraser's agent bb glazer uh gina linetti from brooklyn 99 uh you know you're um Ev- you're, you're every character you play in an rpg listen <laughs> yes and <laughs> yes and um but I think Polyphemus is an excellent example of this because with the instant they step onto his, because like, like a, a deer getting swarmed by sheep and just a skeleton, and like Uncle Rick didn't explicitly stay, say that the skeleton stood there on its own for three or four seconds <laughs> before collapsing in a heap, but that's what we all pictured, right? right yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I'm just saying. The idea that this is a slightly different place where the rules don't work exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) Polyphemus is really the the embodiment of that. Uh, I just appreciate that a lot. So, yes, he tosses them into his cave. That is a very good point. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and he takes his sheepies out to pasture, and he says, Mangoth. Polyphemus grumbled to himself, What are (laughs) mangoth? Which was so good. I love it, and it made me wonder, are there even mangoes? <laughs> does Grover know? <laughs> I don't think Grover does, but it's a good guess. And a good distraction. <laughs> well, which would be more advantageous? Yeah, well, I mean, which would be better if there were or were not mangoes? I don't see either situation ending well, personally. I I mean, uh, the trick worked, so that's all that really yeah, needs to I happen. I mean, whether there are mangoes or that's not, he has just point. sent the giant off to look for something that the giant does not actually know what it is, so... <laughs> Exactly. And even if he does find the mangoes, he'll come back and say mangoes, and then he'll see that mango, the man is Grover, and also Percy. Also, mm-hmm. that was a bad joke. That was so yeah. I liked it. I wasn't PJ, gonna call you out on it this time. Listen, but... I was really trusting myself to like nail it on the dismount to come up with something just just wild who's gonna knock you guys on your socks. And uh, I just realized knocking on someone's socks isn't what happens when they're impressed. So I think we could say that was accurate. (laughs) Yeah. That's not a phrase. (laughs) The socks, they are soft. They do not make the knocking noise. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Boy, they are knocking socks on that podcast, aren't they? (laughs) Uh, No, Uh, we're very much not. (laughs) No, you're thinking of knocking boots. Talking shit on footwear. Which is also a different podcast. (laughs) No, I... No, I'm thinking of Puss in Boots, which is a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Any poodles. You are trapped inside a cave. It is dark. Exits are none. (laughs) Yep. Dennis not available. There is a big rock, and (laughs) they cannot get it out. Like, it's just stuck Uh as hell. Percy tries to hit it with his sword, and nothing happens. Nothing to it. Just really no-sells it, because, quote... A large rock is not the kind of enemy you can fight with a magic sword. And the way that's framed, it, uh, it it felt like Uncle Rick wanted that to be a line, right? Like, that's just a lesson. Like, people are meant to write that down a little bit. But also, I, I feel like you could try. It's a magic sword. Like, you've got, you've got <laughs> options. How much did you try? It cuts through, it like, gods and stuff. Well, the boulder is not made of god. Yeah, there is famously a sword that gets stuck in a stone. Yeah, so like, and yeah, yeah but then the sword you know, would be stuck. True. Uh, you know what? <laughs> we, you know, we got the Britons invading. Um, but you know what else is really good at like handling rocks and and the ground and stuff? Water. Uh, so PJ, what have you tried? Often I- anything? I don't know. I mean, water bending um, all the way up the cliffs of insanity would be a pretty big challenge. I think. Dog. 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 This place is verdant as hell. It's got, there's got to be all kinds of water up in this soil, in these trees. That's true. Yeah, but he... needs to learn himself some bloodbending. Yeah, but boys, that's uh, several years ahead of this book. Fair enough. PJ contemplates vegetarianism after seeing Polyphemus <laughs> feed his sheep cubed meats. Yep. 
chunks of mystery meats from a giant wicker basket. And it has to just be sheep, right? It has to just be like mutton. I mean, uh, don't think, don't worry about it. Again, could be random monsters. I was going to say, could be mutton, could be something else, in which case it's mutton but trouble. Ayo. I think I think it's made of, don't worry about it. Thank you. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. So they formulate a plan. Yes. Yes, and it's quite a good plan. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty good plan. Yeah, Even they, work in a D&D campaign. If the DM was cool, yeah. Um, yeah. They sneak on over to the non- carnivorous sheep um and hide percy away up under its uh fluff yep they because annabeth has read the odyssey he snuggles up under there yeah exactly yeah look it's a classic for a reason okay hide under the sheep hang on for a ride as it goes back into the cave and Mm -hmm. uh, you stick with what works yes especially if your opponent is dim and can fall for the Correct. same thing twice. Yeah. It's been a few centuries, Correct. but... Yeah. So, yeah, PJ clings to the underside of a sheep like a scorpion to a dog that you're about to let inside. Uh, and ABC <laughs> goes invisibode and begins taunting Polyphemus with the old nobody trick, which still yeah, works. that is hilarious. Even though uh, this is clearly the voice of a small girl and not a large man. Polyphemus is blind to gender. He's blind to most things, <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> exactly. Quote, Annabeth had figured Polyphemus would still have a grudge about that name, and she was right. And uh, Isaac, wh- wh- why don't you go ahead and just, on the off chance that anyone listening to this doesn't know the, the old Odyssey whatnot, why don't you fill us in on the nobody oh, thing? Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, part of the... Uh, so Definitely not me. I know what it is. Yeah, no, it's cool. I read the Odyssey when I was when I was supposed to over summer break. <laughs> yep. I mean, last chapter there was a talk uh-huh. about a world with no summer reading homework. Even though we went on vacation, I was diligent. Yeah, did not leave it. my book at I home. Believe you did not did not realize did not realize in a booth at the KFC. Uh uh-uh, uh, didn't happen. But, yeah, that book report does not look anything like the Spark Notes. Nope. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the part of the Odyssey. Uh, the- Basically, Polyphemus captures Odysseus and his crew in the cave, and while the Cyclops is sleeping, basically they, like, carve a giant stake, burn the end Mm. of it so it's nice and, like, hard and stuff, and stab him in the eye. Uh And so... Just like Outback, am I right? Burning stakes. Yeah. I went to (laughs) Outback recently and ordered some pork chops, and they asked me how I wanted them cooked. Have... uh, Hmm... Well, and I I don't think I will ever fully recover from that question. <laughs> I don't think you'll recover from what you ate afterwards. Only if you ask for air. Okay, so anyway, um, they, okay they they sharpened and burnt yes, up a steak. Sharpened, sharpened and burned a steak, stabbed him in the eye, and so that was so that's the way they got out was by hiding under the sheep right. because uh, he couldn't see anything but he could feel his sheeps as he let them out and so if there was a human amongst the sheeps he could just grab them up and eat them but since they were surely he would surely but there were no walking around people there were just people hiding under the sheeps and he did not figure that out and when they when they poked out his peeper uh he said ah garb who's there who did that to me and odysseus said nobody nemo it's like a real like third grader thing to do, yeah. right? <laughs> or um, or no man, depending on the translation. But right, yeah. But it absolutely works, and so like Polyphemus is out there calling for help from his Cyclops brethren, assumedly on other islands, right? Uh, and he's like, "Help! Nobody's blinded me." And yeah, and nobody did this to me, that bastard. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, and and presumably the other Cyclopses are sitting there just very confused. Yep. Yep. I wonder if the other, like, I don't think that's ever made clear. Um, Are the other Cyclopes also dum-dums or is, or is Polyphemus just just a poor dope? I, I mean, uh, yes. they may all be. I don't know. But, yeah, easy okay. to. When they show up, they are generally uh, characterized as dim. 
Right, they're real, which way did he go, Georges? Well, you know, I don't know how to herd sheep, so what the hell. Anyway, uh, they ride that secret sheep in there uh, and scope the place out. Oh, wait, I actually I actually did have a, a salient thought. Um, almost got away from me, should have let it. Uh, the bit where Annabeth figures Polyphemus wants to have a grudge about the name because he calls out who, who's there and uh, she says nobody. And she was right. So there's kind of this sub-theme um, that all of the gods and monsters are kind of uh, stagnant, right? Like, they're they're in kind of a characterization stasis. Um, and maybe that's just a result of their immortality, or maybe that's that's something about their nature as, uh, you know, sort of manifestations of, of human thought, as has yeah. kind of been implied. But, like, if, if Polyphemus is still mad about this, you know... Uh, what two to three thousand year old thing that happened to to the degree where he would just react that instantaneously and overwhelmingly? It just makes me wonder. And close to five thousand years. Close to five. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know when Greek stuff happened. Um, and it it just seems to me that all of these immortals, with the possible exception of Hermes, are just stagnant and not. You know that explains why all Shut the te- like up. Uh, sorry, that what wasn't uh, there was you. A car. There is someone with a very loud engine who just keeps buzzing up and down the street, and I just want them oh, to shit. shut up. Well, shit, William, but now you know they're a cool guy. <laughs> a cool guy with definitely a large penis and not a small one. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> he drives a big dick energy efficient car. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Um, anyway yes just the idea that uh i mean hephaestus tv is all garbage reality stuff you know there's this um there's this idea that the gods are the cause uh, the causes of things but that they themselves are kind of static and uh polyphemus might be the same way uh then again you know i only got one eye somebody pokes it out i'm I'm probably not gonna forget that pretty quickly yeah generally i mean it's I don't know. There's something to be said for like the way legends work and you know how the, yeah. the story that gets told the most is the best known characterization of the that strongest one legendary figure. Yeah. The narrative kind of kind of shapes the reality inside it. Yeah. And that that hasn't really been gone into much here and i think that's probably a good call but you know because uncle rick would have to nail down one way or the other you know are these gods independently existing or not important um you're correct but i just thought it was interesting so with uh with deities and stuff i kind of consider it like they're um i'm forgetting the right word for this but there's a certain level of like platonic ideals uh could be uh more the the factor of like if you're a being that is going to be recognizable over thousands of years, then mm-hmm. you've got enough, uh, like basically confidence in who and what you are to stay that person. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, huh. I had never considered that. Yeah. So that's mm. now I'm staring off into the distance instead of conducting right. my hunting duties, <laughs> but. Uh, so I don't know. That's some yeah. I ought to be some food for thought. Huh. Some I ought to be thinking yeah, about that for we, a while. We can go back to the books and off of uh, like theoretical theology or whatnot. But I don't know. That right. Would, yeah. Since you brought that up, that, that was yeah. a, a perspective I'd given some thought to. Yeah, you know, um, Moses Maimonides in his guide to the perplexed uh, said that the only way we could uh, describe uh, G-D, and of course that's, you know, from a monotheistic or henotheistic, depending on how you think about it, Abrahamic perspective, which is yeah. not not shared here, obviously, but um, if, that if G-D uh, was this, like, perfect crystallized thing uh, that it, that fr- from which everything else extends, that it was wrong to ascribe attributes to that thing. Um that you could only talk about what that thing doesn't have. And so he started listing off like these, these negative qualities, like, uh, you know, God is not cruel. God is not changing and stuff like that. Just because everything else is defined in contrast to God. 
So uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might not be presenting that exactly right, but that is, I think that's a side of the die you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably so. I don't know a damn huh. thing about Moses Maimonides, so I'm just nodding politely. He was cool. That's fine. Yeah. No, he was a cool guy in like uh, the golden era of, um, of Islam and Judaism in Spain when uh, everybody was still cool to each other. Nice. Yeah. One of the Sephardic, the, the Sephardim. Anyway, guiding back to the silly place, uh, they get inside and PJ sees, quote, collections of sheep t-shirts, large tubs of lanolin cream, and woolly coats, socks, and hats with ram's horns. Gentlemen, show me his Etsy shop. <laughs> I don't think he has an Etsy shop. I think he just hoards. Yeah, I think he's buying stuff off of everybody um, else's Etsy shops. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't figure he was making the, the figurines, but I thought maybe, like, he could make this, because it says large tubs, plural, of lanolin cream, so I thought maybe he was making those and selling them, too, and that's how he affords all the tchotchkes and gimcracks and goo gaws and that whatnot. That is a possibility. I mean, and just, gimcracks? Know, selling all the... Yeah, gimcracks. Wills and whatnot. You're just making up words again, Chris. No, I'm not. Stop. That's a real word. <laughs> Wait, what now? Scrivadilly Glutton Boot. <laughs> What's Scrivadilly Glutton Boot? <laughs> that is definitely made up uh, by Isaac. Not necessarily by me. Uh, no, there, there's a book that my daughter has been enjoying a lot lately. That's uh, oh, It's called Do Is Talk. And it's like all these little <laughs> bugs uh, speaking a weird made-up language, but it's there's enough context Ooh. clues to kind of pick right. out what's going on. So it's very cute. Oh, I like that. Huh. That is very yeah, cute. And very applicable for uh, a kid who's like half the time figuring out what her little brother is trying to say. So. <laughs> oh, interpreter child. Yeah. <laughs> that's very good. Huh, that's cool. I'm gonna have to look into that. We've got uh we've got some roundabout children who uh to whom that might be yeah, cool. nice. Roundabout yeah. children. Roundabout children, yeah. you know. Americans a, don't know how to handle them. That's a, but yes. That, no, that's it's just, just a true. great sentence. <laughs> so yeah, all of this sheep merch, all of these gimcracks and goo-gaws and tchotchkes and prees and cola names that I choose all. Um they get in there, and Grover is in the process of trying to rescue Clarice at great hazard to his own safety. Yeah. With a pair of safety scissors. It's what he's got to work with. No, I, it's just, I'm not blaming him, it's just funny okay. in general. Yeah. Okay. Because even, even if they were normal ropes, that's going to take you three hours to get through. That's true. Unless you've got something better than a normal knife. Hmm, what could that be? A magic knife. A magic sword. Uh, which, yeah, 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 Percy just kind of walks up into the scene and is like, hi guys, chop. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Was good, gang? Slice. (laughs) Fuck you. I'm out. (laughs) Percy, Clarice said, you're supposed to be blown up. Good to see you too. (laughs) How dare you? How many funeral shrouds are you going to have my cabin make for you under false pretenses, Jackson? <laughs> what kind of shroud racket you running? Oh, it's great. Um, yes. PJ gets down to asking if anyone else managed to uh, escape the very exploding Birmingham. Uh, and she says, no, unfortunately, everybody else aboard the Birmingham. Well, I didn't even know you guys made it out. So that's a series wrap on Tyson, everybody. Definitely, definitely. Never RSVP. Um, Ever. RSVP. RSV RSV Cyclope. RSV Cyclope! No. Yep. I don't know. How strong is the RS? An explosion echoed (laughs) real strong. Okay, well, that'll be a good fight. (laughs) Anyway, then... An explosion echoed through the cave, followed by a scream that told me we might be too late. It was Annabeth crying out in dun, fear. Dun, dun. Jump line. Bum, dramatic reverb. And what do we have next? What uh, what follows after this? I presume several funerals. Chapter 15. 
Uh, Nobody gets the fleece. <laughs> Nobody gets the fleece. Bum bum. The poor old fleece. This is a Lucy joke. Anybody? All right. All right. Uh, no. That's okay. Uh, I was also trying to think of what I was going to say next. Probably going to cut it. Don't worry about it. So, yes, next time, nobody will get the fleece. Listeners, thank you for joining us. Dearly, dearly belistenered, we're gathered here today to listen to us talk about this. You've been doing that for a while, and we appreciate it. Once again, to book it up. Yeah, exactly. It just wouldn't be the same without you. Mm -hmm. Um, Go ahead and read the next chapter for the next time. Uh, if you should like to, you can go to our website, patreon.com slash semi-automagic and become a patron with a wide variety of benefits you can choose from. The one I recommend, I forget what order they go in, but the tier I most recommend is the one that lets you listen to the pre-shows because we had a pretty good one today. What do we talk about, fellows? Jobs and movins. Jobs and movements, yep. uh, being mm-hmm. angry at J.J. Abrams. In fairness, we did that in the main one, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a callback. Yeah. Uh, You're a callback. Your face is a callback. Uh, I try to be. <laughs> it sounded like I was calling you a slur, and I regretted it the instant I said it. it, it it's it's your way. Yep. Uh, I forget most of the other things we talked about, but they were real talked fun. About, talked about some movies. Talked about unfortunate realizations about previously beloved franchises in light of uh, revelations about their creators' political beliefs. Talked about Polly Shore, I think. Or was that in the main episode? I don't know. <laughs> Unclear. Unclear. <laughs> the line dividing the show from the pre-show, like the shore of Polyphemus's island, like the Polly Shore, <laughs> if you will, is, is uh. wiggly and ill-defined. Um, the Twitter's not really a going concern anymore. I'll continue to post these no. here. Uh, but if you should like to tell us anything, um, you can email us at thejackson2pod at gmail.com. You know what kind of thing you can tell us? Who got your brunner? But first, you guys are gonna. Mr. Brunner? In my world, I'm known as Chiron. This week is not even remotely close for me. It's what? It, it's a Grover's Bugs Bunny routine. <laughs> yeah, just, it's extremely good. Just the most cartoony yeah. ass. Oh no! I, I guess I'm gonna have to get eaten. But wait, you have to do it correctly. Yep. Uh, so well, exactly. This, He's got standards. This, yeah. this Brer Rabbit ass nonsense. Yeah. Well, Brer Goat, uh, but yeah. What is a rabbit but a small goat um uh, isaac what's your brunner <laughs> you got a good point there uh yeah my brunner <laughs> you're not the only one who can be annoying <laughs> i know but you didn't have to win at it that's why we're all here we all take turns um yeah my, my brunner goes to the adorable names of the goats or the sheeps rather yes yeah. Hassan Pfeffer, Einstein, Widget. Yeah, Widget. There's not even a pattern to it. It's just things that are fun to say. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, I've got a I've got a brunner with a with a shell. I've got a brunner a a, a layered brunner. I've got a brunt cake. Um, You have a you have a brunner onion. There it is. I have a brunion. Yes. Um, the, the outer of it, the outer shell layer is the bit about, uh, the crude kilt Mm -hmm. assembled from, uh, baby blue tuxedos. And then, um, if you, if you crack that open and look inside, what's, what's wriggling around in there, uh, amid the crystals that have formed on the inside of the shell is, I hate this image, continued pattern. (laughs) What's wrong with William? What's wrong with little jiggling geode? (laughs) The jiggling. Just itself. <laughs> um, just the way that, like, Polyphemus is, to the best of his ability, is what I'm saying. Polyphemus is trying to be, like, a cultured, hardworking, decent man. And unfortunately, like... From our perspective, he is also a, a monstrous cannibal. Yeah. Right? Well, not a cannibal, yeah. I guess. He's not eating other cyclopes, but, you know, uh, a, a man-eater who, and murderer and all these horrible things. But, like, 
in his way, he's trying really hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, um... He's not uncivilized. He's just... I, I, I don't know. If he's got a special occasion, he wants to... That's it exactly. Be cool. He... His formal kill. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He made it out of tuxedos. How did he get multiple baby blue tuxedos? I want to know. Because, like, the the easy answer is, oh, he killed a wedding party. Oh, what? Like, you're going to get blood out of a blue crushed velvet tuxedo? Come on. <laughs> I mean, maybe I mean, maybe he picked I, him up from, uh, from Cersei. One of those, like, could be. random boats full of uh, destination wedding goers. Oh, yeah, exactly. A real shotgun wedding situation, yeah. <laughs> Man, anyway, it just, like, Polyphemus trying to make it on his own in the big in the big city, which is this island. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, just something about it. Like, you, you'd you watch a show about him and, like, root for him, you know? Like, yeah. you could do it, Polyphemus. And that's... Uh, maybe a little. That's just... It gets to me, and like maybe maybe that's just me as a as a person who desperately wants to be his best self and a success in life, like projecting that onto a guy who's a little bit of a lovable fuck up, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> real Pobody's nerfect energy. Anyway, it's, it's real. It's real. Um, Nolly Femus, Nolly. Fe- no, I was gonna try to transpose the Pobly f- mm, po- Pablo Escobar. Never mind. I was trying to Pobody's nerfect a joke with Polyphemus, and it didn't work. Yeah. It's all right. Um, yeah. So, I'm guys, sorry, you trying. can do all that. Go read the thing for next time. <laughs> Send us your Polyphemus jokes. Let us know what your burner. <laughs> Let me finish the episode, for the love of God. <laughs> I stopped. As long as you keep talking, I'm going to keep laughing. It's like when I was a, a man throwing used electronics at you. <laughs> okay. I mean... You could just close your heart to it like I do. <laughs> you could be like Pharaoh. <laughs> um, all right, listeners, we'll meet you next time. We'll listen to the thing. In the meantime, be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Eat the blue food. And if you see a sheep dyed blue, uh, just know that it died doing what it loved. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> Get a couple off.